0: You're about to listen to the most emotional, raw, vulnerable and deep conversation that I've ever recorded on my podcast and I'm truly honoured that Charlotte felt she could open up and be vulnerable with me and all of you listening with her journey of untangling her grief and trauma. At the end of the podcast, Charlotte gave me a huge hug with a smile on her face and said, that felt so good to talk about like a weight off my shoulders so I really hope that you listening to this podcast feel empowered to speak up if you're struggling this is also a quick trigger warning as there is discussion of grief and trauma and as ever I am grateful for your support on the podcast please share on socials hit the subscribe button or give me a rating as it will help me to reach others thank you so much and enjoy the episode hello and welcome to the boss babe diaries my name is lois banks you might know me as lois banks fitness on instagram or tiktok today i am joined by a very special guest somebody who is super close to my heart a special friend basically sister-in-law and manager her mental resilience inspires me so much and I'm incredibly excited for you all to hear from her today and hopefully take away some of her incredible mindset or find comfort in what she's about to share. Her name is Charlotte Craig, owner and founder of Social Sorted, an up and coming women run social media management company. She also has multiple platforms on TikTok, which shares relatable, funny, but valuable content we all need in our life. Charlotte, welcome.
1: Hello, you going to make me cry, that was so nice. Um, hello everyone, I'm Charlotte, as Lois said so nicely. Um, I am the founder of Social Sorted um, on Instagram. Uh, it's a social media management company and I've been running it for about
0: three to four months now, so it's very, very new. It is very new but Mm. that's the really exciting part isn't it because Mm. it's so new and so fresh and it's a huge business venture that you've just taken upon yourself and I would Mm. love for you to give everyone a bit of a background as to why you started Social Sorted and also what your brand is. And message is all about. Okay, Uh, so get your teas out. This is a bit of a long story. So
1: basically, so I'm a secondary school teacher, and that was my training. Um, And I had an accident um, a while back, four or five months ago now. I jumped off a paddle board and snapped all the ligaments in my leg. So I've trained my whole life to be a dancer, performer, um, and a secondary school. I'm a teacher but obviously this accident meant that I had to have a different a backup plan I guess but it's always something that I was really really passionate about and that was social media so I kind of took this bad situation and thought right what can I do in this situation that is going to help me thrive that is going to help me grow as a person and still pursue my passion um, so I started social sorted from my bedroom with one leg that didn't work. Call me Eileen.
0: <laughs> here come the jokes. There hey, we go. There we go. <laughs>
1: um, and yeah, so I, was, I basically just started it from my bedroom, and it was actually Lois that. That helped me, um, kind of. She pushed me towards the idea of, of starting my own business and, and really pursuing it. And the message behind um, my brand and my company is, yes, it's about social media and helping people grow their business and skyrocket their sales, etc. But at the same time, it's very much about promoting just not caring about what people think of you and like just starting something, like not caring about what other people think and what other people say and just doing what you love and pursuing it no matter what other people think. And I try my hardest on that page if you do end up going and taking a look. I try and show as much as of, of who I am through my business so that it promotes other females or other young women to just love what they do and be themselves while they're
0: doing it. I really get that vibe from your page and all of the content that you put out is that you are very authentic and true to yourself. The person that shows up online is the same version of you that I know in person. There's no filter, there's no fakeness. And I think in a world of social media where mm. there is a lot of fakeness mm. and and people mislead others with mm. their content... It's really refreshing to see somebody that is is so authentic and real.
1: Thank you very much. And I think, like like you say, um, in the world of social media nowadays, I feel like even I, someone who's 25 years of age, still feels the need to be perfect, still feels the need to look a certain way to fit in. And you see all these amazing, beautiful people on social media and they are beautiful, but you can sometimes just, tell when they're not being true to who they are and themselves and I feel like I feel like social media now is looked at as a fake world but it shouldn't be I feel like that's your place to show who you are and really promote who you are as a person if you have a brand show that off but Show who you are and i've always said like since starting this business my the first thing that i'll say to my clients is be yourself show yourself and allow your community to feel like they belong somewhere and have that realness as well as someone to look up to and that i feel like that's what social media should be used for when we're talking about resilience and stuff sometimes we we have people who will comment bad things on your posts and things like that if you don't look a certain way but at the end of the day that's you like they won't say to that to you in person It's just because There's a screen In front of them They feel That they are Able to say These awful things But at the end of the day You're doing what you love And you're doing Who You're doing what y- You want to do So just do it Like who cares Who gives a sh- Sorry can I swear Yeah of course you can <laughs> Have you listened to my podcast I've listened to your yeah. To be fair yeah. <laughs> like who gives a shit about what other people think? Like just do it. Like at the end of the day, they're going to go to bed. They're going to go to sleep, they'll wake up in the morning and like you haven't affected their lives. As long as you're not hurting anyone or upsetting anyone, do you? Do you yeah. know what
0: I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree with that and I mm. think but I I I in the past have been nervous to show my real side or parts mm. of my personality in the fear of people thinking that i'm weird or people not vibing with me Mm. um and i think that kind of stemmed a little bit from school Mm. being a bit of a outsider at school um and something that's really helped me over the last couple of years to show up as myself on social media and not give a shit like a couple of years ago i wouldn't have posted on my instagram story a video of me dancing around the kitchen Mm. being an absolute twat because Mm. I would have been more scared of what other people think oh you're she's weird um or or just thought whatever I would always kind of avoid showing that part of my personality that quirky side um whereas now I don't give a fuck I'm like the right people will resonate Mm. with my content the right people will laugh at that the right people will find me relatable or it might Cheer them up or make their day. Like had one somebody message me saying I saw your video of you dancing on your story and it absolutely cracked me up. I loved it. So if I'm putting a smile on one person's face, that to me is greater than one person sitting there thinking. Oh what a twat. So if somebody doesn't like what I've got to post on Instagram mm. or if they don't like what I've got to say, that's absolutely fine, but then they can go and hit the unfollow button.
1: Mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like everything that you've just said is so important. Like the fact that it was something from school that stopped you from pursuing what you wanna do and posting what you wanna post. I feel like there's so many people out there that are so similar. And like, when you say, I would rather put a smile on someone's face, um, or like, I'd rather have one person smile than somebody giving me shit for like posting something at the same time, showing who you are will promote other people or influence other people to do that themselves. And I feel like being yourself and being who you are true to yourself and proud about it will have a bigger impact on your community your followers even people who don't even know you it will have a bigger impact on them than if you were to post a photo of when you're looking let's say I've got my fingers up doing the quote marks your best or like the end result of like a fitness program or whatever, which is amazing. That's that's hard work, Sean. But at the end of the day, it's the progress. It's the it's the journey to get to that point. That's the real, real element of everything that you you post and and that people post, and that's what people resonate with. And it allows them to feel a sense of of belonging. It's normal. It's it's normal to have a journey. You're not going to wake up the next day and like feel. Amazing about yourself, being confident, being happy in your body, being like I've still got work to do, and I feel like it's so good and and healthy for people to promote that. Yes, you may be confident in yourself, but it's been a journey, and 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 I know, and I know that about you, and I know that your community know that about you, and I feel like that's what should be the groundwork or the root of people's social media is to show the realness and to not care about what other people think and to just promote being human and a woman
0: and that's it we're all human Mm. we aren't perfect we might make mistakes we might have good days we might have bad days and don't get me wrong like you know you don't have to show every thing about yourself on social media. Oh, you know, you God, can If you can't go for a
1: wee, like you don't need <laughs> something I'm I'm just just gonna use two <laughs> two bits of toilet roll here. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Is it double ply? You do, uh, see I dunno. I don't know. Is it um, double ply? No. See, I, I roll it up on my hand. Do you? Yeah. I'm not really a one... Do you know how people take one bit of a piece of toilet roll?
0: I know, well my partner <laughs> moans at me about how much toilet roll I so use. So does mine. And like, just ch- like, chill out. Like, if I want to use a bit of toilet roll, like... Go
1: in, I'm like, I'm, I sit, like, can, I'm, I'm I like, going for a number two. Yeah, If course. I want to go for a number two... I put it down the toilet So there's no flashback f- flash- Yeah, well you don't
0: want skiddies no do flashback. Flashback. Exactly. flashback or skiddies Yeah. It's exactly. yeah, it. just gone to a whole different level That's fine, that's fine. we've just gone <laughs> completely off topic <laughs> <laughs> I love it um, We're not saying You have to show every nook and cranny Of your life I do think that it's your Page and your social media Is your social media So Is whatever you feel comfortable posting Mm. um but i do think that being vulnerable with your audience and being authentic helps to build a rapport Mm. helps to build up a community and helps to build up that trust with between you and and your audience is there anything that you feel has helped you to build some kind of mental resilience in your life
1: yeah so a few things really so um when i was so when i was twenty twenty so my dad actually he got diagnosed with um a terminal brain cancer that um no one i think there was one person who survived from it in the whole in the world basically and they wrote a book about surviving it and, and everything so when we found that out that was hard like but i don't when i was that when i back then I don't feel like I realised just how much I had to put up with, and how and how difficult it was. Um, and we prolonged his life for as long as we could. Um, so we changed his diet. We had him go to oxygen chambers, um, and it was really, really hard. And and I was at university at the time, so I was at uni in the week, and then I'd come back, and then I'd help care for my dad, and then I'd go back, and like that back and forth, it was just so difficult, um, and like I say, it was a really, it, it a year in the grand scheme of things is, is, is not a very long time, but when you know, or when you don't know, when someone's gonna pass away, I feel like your whole outlook on life just completely changes, like, you grab every opportunity that you can to spend with that person to nurture them and to make sure that they know how loved they are Um, and I think so when he when he passed passed away I didn't deal with it well at all so like my way of dealing with things back then was to pretend it never happened and just carry on. So I never had that time to to sit and grieve my dad, who was, like, my, my best friend. Um, and literally two weeks after he passed away, I went back to university um, and did my dissertation and was away from my family. Um, and I guess that was kind of my way of coping then, um, which probably now, looking back, wasn't the healthiest way of dealing with things. Um, so I, I finished my degree and then I came home to my mum and my family and and I think I was only there for two months and I was like right what's the next thing that I can focus on so that I don't have to deal with my problems so I moved to London <laughs> I was like I'm just going to move to London and start a teaching degree I, 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 and it was very impulsive and it wasn't until I would say about a year ago so he passed away four years ago now so it wasn't until a year ago that I it hit me, the whole th- the whole experience just hit me and it it made me realise that you can't just carry on pretending like nothing happened. You have to address the problems in your life. You have to address the traumas that you go through because pretending like they didn't happen is just gonna bite you later on down the line. And so like I said, last year I just broke down, I just had a breakdown and I couldn't work, I couldn't do anything because I hadn't allowed myself to have that time to process and I think going through that and learning how to deal with things and how not to deal with things has made me so much more mentally resilient to the point where now when something bad happens I'll allow myself to have a day, two days, three days or tell my friend that I'm upset or cry um, whereas back then I just would pretend that everything was okay and just push it to the back of my mind and try my hardest to forget about it but at the end of the day that's not healthy because it's still there it's still real and I feel like it's only now that I've allowed myself to in any situation, from that situation I've learned from that situation obviously it's a shit situation um but now when something bad happens like my, like my accident yes it's bad, yes I'll have my bad days but try and find a way of your way of coping with it and try and allow yourself to feel a certain way and treat yourself like your best friend and um just don't be hard on yourself. I remember I used to be upset and like, sorry, this is pretty heavy, but like I used to be upset and I get so angry with myself because my, I've always been a happy go lucky person. I've always been someone who's like, I'm just going to get on with it. It's fine. I can do the next thing because that's just who I am. And yeah, that is me. But now I'm like, okay, I can be sad and I can still get on with stuff. Yes. I've been through shit. Yes. This is a shit situation, but what can I gain out of this? And, and yes, still now I look back and I think I haven't gained out of it anything out of losing, losing my my dad obviously because he he's not here anymore. But the whole situation, I realised how lucky I was to have my family, to have my friends, to have the community that I had around me. That's what makes you rich in life is having them relationships and the people who care about you. So shit can happen and you can literally be like, oh my God, this is the end of my life. I don't know what to do. But finding, trying your hardest to find the reason and the and the learning experience, the knowledge from trauma can help you progress.
0: That's really, really powerful. Everything that you just said there and I really appreciate you opening up about that and sharing that with me and everybody who's listening and I mean everything that I said at the start of the podcast and I'm looking at you now and like we've both got like tears in our eyes um I knew this was gonna be a bit (laughs) emotional
1: I I think that's the most I've opened up about it ever
0: (laughs) I think (sighs) thank you for listening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, thank you, no thank you for just being so open and mm. vulnerable with your experience because this could help somebody else to realize that it's okay to be vulnerable to realize mm. that it's okay to hurt and that it's okay to want to heal mm. from trauma and you know see things that go on in life and everyone has their own coping Mechanisms. Everyone has their own way of dealing with things. Healthy or unhealthy Mm. is is a different matter. But something that you said really resonated with me.
1: Mm.
0: In that you would just kind of try and forget about it, and Mm. you know push it to the back of your mind, because it almost feels easier Mm. than being vulnerable. It almost feels easier than feeling those sad emotions, Mm. than admitting that you're upset, admitting that you're sad and this is a common coping mechanism disengagement you've got cognitive disengagement which is quite common for people to avoid thinking about topics when they feel stressed negative or overwhelmed so they might push things out of their mind and then you've got emotional disengagement which is when somebody might struggle to acknowledge or let alone share their emotions and this can actually be a potential block for intimacy in relationships, both platonic and relation um, romantic. And I think there has been research to show that suppressing emotions can take its toll on your physical and mental health. You know, anxiety, depression, headaches, along with other stress-related illnesses. And I used to be one of these people that would disconnect from my emotions because I felt safer from the pain that would be imposed if I did feel my emotions. So I I suppressed them for a long time and I wasn't happy. I used to call myself an ice queen and I thought that was cool. I thought that meant that I was stronger than everybody else but in reality that couldn't be further than the truth. And I was only able to change this mindset when I started acknowledging my emotions. So Recognising you're feeling a particular way is important and you don't have to do this verbally as long as you acknowledge it internally. But I think if you're able to, confronting the person or the situation that's triggering the emotion, and you don't have to do this in an aggressive or attacking way, but with the goal of resolving the problem, I think that's important to express your needs and express your feelings Um, and then you have to really own your response so in order to understand the way in which you're feeling it's important to reflect on the way that you dealt with the situation and reflect could I have dealt with that better is there something that maybe I need to work on when I'm expressing my emotions is there a way that I can approach the situation better all those sort of things you know that you can reflect on and then you can move forward and let those emotions go without bottling them up and suppressing them because if you suppress them they fester and they'll stay was there a reason that you would react like that do you think was there a, like a, a deep-rooted reason or something that you'd learn throughout your childhood years or something that had maybe instilled that belief in you that that's how you deal with things
1: it's interesting that you say that um and yeah to be fair so my mum oh my god she is the most amazing person that you'll ever meet like strong resilient like I can't even like she's my best friend um her way of coping with things was obviously she needed to put a brave brave face on I've got three sisters um, and she needed to put a brave face on for us. And, like, I admire her for that. Like, I have not got a bad word to say about her. And I think seeing how strong she was and never really seeing her get upset or cry or break down, I think had an, it did have an impact on me in a sense of I was like, I'm going to be like that. Like, I need to be strong. I need to just get on with it. And focus on the next thing Because what's crying going to do It's not going to change anything And I think that's kind of what it was Like being around I've got such an amazing big family And seeing My older sisters being strong And like my dad was strong Even throughout the whole process And like I think that's where It was like a deep rooted thing in me That was like right life could be worse This isn't me going through it So I need to like get get a grip basically and just carry on, um, and that was my outlook. But but now looking back, like yes, that's it's good to be strong. It's great to be strong, but you still need to even on my own. I wouldn't cry. Like I wouldn't feel what I wanted to feel. Because if I did, I would hope in a whole can of worms. Like, I was like, I'm just going to sit and kind of fester. And I think I turned in, like, I was more, like, short-tempered. And, like, I just wasn't myself. And I feel like that was kind of, like, grief coming out. Like, there's some, there's, I think there's seven stages of grief. First one is, yeah, denial. Because you just, you don't believe that it's actually happened. And then the second one, so pain and guilt so you feel like you could have done more so like I say when I was at university and I wasn't there you do feel that sense of guilt and you do feel like you've put it on yourself and you're like what else could I have done and like I said when I used to snap um at people for no reason the next stage is is anger like you feel a sense of anger with the world you hate the world because of what it's put you through and then depression So. I don't know why I'm laughing so I'm at like I, I feel like this is so heavy but like I, I'm trying my hardest to try and put a positive like outlook on it like yes I've I've been depressed for years but like I'm happy to admit that because it's 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 helped me understand myself and helped me grow as a person and then now so the fifth stage is I think I'm there now. Um, so the upward turn, and, and, and that's when you can like apply that to your current situation and think, okay, I'm going to allow myself to feel this way, but then still grow through everything that I'm trying to, to focus on. Um, and I'm not going to lie, with the stages six and seven, the reconstruction and, and working through I'm still there too, and the acceptance and hope. Yeah, I have moments of being like, okay, accept it, but at the same time, I'm still... You can, like, go back. You can go back to stage three and be angry at the world, or you could go back to stage one and be in denial. But it's... It, it's, it's... It's shit. But, again, you grow through what you go through, I guess. That's probably, like, the only way to kind of explain it, Um but I feel like having chats with you as well, like, when you mentioned, I don't know if you remember, you, at the beginning of the podcast, you, meant, you mentioned about worrying about what people thought of you, and being in school, and being the outsider, like, how did that impact you, and how you are now, would you say, sorry, I'm asking you the question
0: now. No, ask away. <laughs> yeah. ask away, I've asked you a load of questions, it. No, no, you know, you've been very, very open, so... <laughs> I think that being an outsider in school and being called weird definitely pushed me into a shell. Mm. It's almost like I felt like I was like backed up into a corner, mm. you know, like a little mouse like backed up into a corner who mm. was always like quite timid and quite quiet. Mm. And I was very introverted in school. I felt very intimidated by extrovert personalities and actually sometimes to this day I still feel intimidated by extrovert personalities. It can depend on the individual and and the conversation that I'm having but if I'm in a conversation with somebody who's like overly extroverted Mm. sometimes that can actually push me into like a little bit of a shell because I can find that a little bit intimidating at times and sometimes a little bit overwhelming Mm. and I think the core reason of that and why I'm like that sometimes still to this day is deep-rooted in how who I was in school which was Mm. that timid version of myself who was called unique or called quiet or called a weirdo by the bullies who are normally extroverted personalities right Mm. so i think for me a lot of my school time was me feeling inadequate feeling like i couldn't be my true self Mm. feeling like i had to dole myself down um and to be honest with you i'd kind of my coping mechanism back then was to just be quiet and not be myself because I felt like that was easier than being the real me because Mm. the real me would get picked on the real me would get bullied so it was Mm. like well there's obviously something wrong with my quirky personality there's obviously something wrong so I was quite a tomboy in school and don't get me wrong I loved like a sleepover with like my girlfriends but I was more I'd love to go on a bike ride or let's go and climb some rocks or let's go and do an activity or Mm -hmm. something like that so I think I actually didn't really vibe or gel with many of the kids in school because it was that time when everyone wanted to go and paint their nails and and go shopping and and stuff and don't get me wrong actually as I got a little bit older I kind of had a bit more of an interest in those things but I definitely didn't have like the interest of quote-unquote a typical like
1: stereotypical stereotypical young
0: girl so I think you know I'm still working through some parts of myself which I'm trying to accept and mm. I'm trying to put out there mm. to the world and, and and be authentic with but I think that for a, a quite a big part of my life I was told that you know being introverted or being uh, different or like not not even different like being a bit quirky mm. is a bad thing mm. so I suppressed that for a long time Mm. and I think that version of me only really started to come out when I started to build confidence Mm. through my training through going to uni uh, through going traveling and even still when I was traveling when I was you know 21 I think it was 21 22 there was a lot of travel that would be i'd go to hostels and there would be like big groups of people and like that to me would feel quite overwhelming at that point in my life um it just reminded me of like school days and you know when you've got like the popular kids in the playground who are you know, all chilling and they're on the lunch break and they're all, like, gossiping about everyone else or throwing stones at the geeks, mm, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It was that, I guess, in a way, like, to me, sometimes, like, that kind of, like, big group setting can mm-hmm. be a little bit um, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like, you know, my younger, like, kind of uh, 20s was about me trying to build that confidence within myself so that I could speak up, so that mm-hmm. I could be more confident and so that i could share my opinion Mm. and i could you know just speak up and be myself Mm. because it's it's exhausting Mm. it's exhausting suppressing the real you and it's exhausting suppressing who like who you are like Mm. it's 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 hard you know so um that for me i think you know in my early 20s was a huge turning point building confidence with and and just starting to feel more empowered in my life and that was a huge turning point so I am not the woman that I was when I was 21 22 and I'm not going to be the woman that I am in 10 years time I know that I've still got a lot of growth that I'm i i know that i've still got a lot of growth i know that i've still got some trauma to work through i know that i've still got some things that i want to develop on as a person and i think that's the thing with growth and mm. like you said like um was it growth is
1: oh go through uh, grow through what you grow through, through what you go through
0: mm. and that's so true because mm. i think every experience or every thing that we go through in life even if we can't see it at the time will have some impact on us and has the ability to i mean i don't i don't want to like discredit anybody's trauma or things that they've been through because you know like i i don't know what other people have been through but like there can be growth from Absolutely. those situations it
1: allows you to to understand like everything that you just said like I, I, it's sad that, that you've had to go through that and like but at the end uh, uh, like it's allowed you to understand yourself more and I think everything that you've just said was you under- understanding yourself like you said the person who I was when I was 21 is different to the person who I am now, but I'm going to be different to the person that I am now, to the person when when I'm older. Like, and understanding that that's okay and understanding that you're not going to be the same throughout your whole entire life. Like, you're not. And, And things are going to happen that you aren't prepared for. You aren't ready to go through something. But life throws everything at you and, like you ha- you have to you have to deal with it like you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after um and that's i guess if to spin it on its head and turn it into something positive that's what's excite- that's what's exciting about living is like okay yeah this sh- might be shit this this might have happened to me when i was in school this might have happened to me when i was 21 but imagine if everything in life was just hunky dory and happy and exciting and blah, you would not know the difference between being excited and happy to be sad. so you'll never know what happy and excited is if you didn't have the laws. So like I think like what you were saying, not discrediting anyone's trauma or what everyone anyone's been through, um but like you said, if you if you try your hardest and, and really believe that what you can like have a look at what you can take from every situation and build that resilience in order to be the best version of yourself and that might be different and people might not like it like we were saying at the beginning of the podcast about social media people might not appreciate the growth or the journey that you've been on but bloody hell like just enjoy it and that's it like when stuff like this happens and when you have been through things before, no matter what it may be, when you get to a point where you feel confident and happy and genuinely just love everyone around you and what you're doing, that is when you can really be like, fuck the
0: <laughs> so as we're like having this conversation my, my mind just kind of like going over and I'm just thinking like you and me sat here right mm-hmm. now like we're both very resilient and we've both been through some things mm-hmm. and we've come out the other side so like we can be quite open and talk about this now and we can be quite open and say you grow from these situations and everything I don't want to say everything happens for a reason but like you, you learn from them and you can you can choose to like grow and have a positive experience from it later down the line mm. if somebody said this to you mm. when it's you was in your darkest lowest place do you think that that advice would be helpful I think the advice of allowing
1: yourself to feel sad yeah
0: like I feel like because I just don't want anybody, you know, listening to this podcast now to think, like, if anybody listening to this, if you're going through some shit, like, oh if you're God. going through some yeah, tough stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're listening to this thinking, like...
1: I can't feel like that, this is no, bullshit. No, you know, like, which,
0: like, you're totally valid to feel oh my God, right yeah. now. You can hear the world as well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is another thing. You can hear the world as well, and you can be angry at the world, and you can cry, and you can... Swear and you can be like I fucking give up Because that's okay too Mm. Like I'm not saying be positive in every single outcome That is That was not like the, The angle that I was trying to take It was more Like Promoting or like Telling you That you may be feeling so shit And lost right now That's okay It's okay like feel that and allow yourself to feel that because otherwise if you just push it to the back of your mind or you turn to like unhealthy habits or like alcohol was another thing that i loved to turn to like i'd be like let's go out let's go out let's go out and just take my mind off it distraction distraction yeah and if that's your coping mechanism amazing but as long as you are aware i think that that's your coping mechanism. If you don't see it, as do you see what I'm saying? You yeah, do, and as do,
0: long as it's not, you know, your actions aren't impacting other people health. and your own health. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I think that what you just said there was, you know, really important. Mm-hmm. I was a,
1: like, and I'm like, I'm not saying this is about this is me and whatever. Like, it becoming when I was going out and stuff and trying to deal with it at the time I was very much in denial like what I was saying before about everything and and I know that my sisters and my family and I know some friends that have been in similar situations and like everybody deals with things in different ways and and that's okay it's just I just want people to understand and know that things will get better and you will get better and you will because there's been times where you feel like there's there's no purpose because of 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 things happening and you and you feeling so dark and down um but things do get better and i know it's easier said than done i know people are always like things will get better and you never you'd never when somebody says that to you you never feel like it's true it's only until you get to the other side that you can be like ah that makes sense to me now. Um, so the last thing that I would ever want is somebody to listen and be like, I want to be like that. This is what we were saying again at the beginning. I want to be like that. I want to be like that person. Um, which is kind of an unrealistic view. It's just like the way to, to to look at somebody else's journey, no matter how different it may be, is to look and be like, okay, I'm inspired how can I work on myself to to get to that point? Um, and and I want to be the best version of me and and just be yourself. And, like, I'm not saying that I don't sit and cry for, like, hours a day. Sometimes I do, but now I understand that that's not me being a pain in the, the ass. It's just me just being human. And if I'm sad, I'll say I'm sad. Or if I'm angry, I'm like, oh, I'm really... I'm, I'm in a bit of bad mood today, mate. Like, I'm going to be a bit snappy. <laughs> like... It's just becoming aware, I think, of who you are and, and knowing how to approach it and deal with it, I think. It's acceptance, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Accepting who you are. If you want to be angry, be angry. If you want to be sad, be sad. If you want to be happy, be happy. Enjoy yourself, you know? You know what I mean? Like Every emotion is there for a reason. And sometimes we, we label anger and sadness and as... We have like a category for for bad emotions and then a category for good, and we never look at them all as a whole and think there's a reason I've been given all of these. I need to use them equally.
0: I think that that's something that I have definitely learned and started to understand a bit better over the last couple of years. Something you just said there that every emotion is valid and you're allowed to feel whatever emotion that you're feeling. I think it's when you act on those emotions in a harmful way, impulsive or impulsive yeah. way, then it can be a bit problematic. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, lecture anyone for like the way they are, but like I just think that it's about managing your emotions mm-hmm. the best that you can mm-hmm. and Everyone has negative faults. Everyone has impulsive faults. Everyone has weird faults. Mm. Everyone has, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it, it's just like sometimes the brain can wander and just yeah. be like, go and go and knock over that person today in, <laughs> in it, the car. You'll be driving like are they, you just like I could easily just hit that person on the left, and then you're like, oh my god. <laughs> honestly like my brain's like, yeah, five points for the woman in red. <laughs> Like, same, no, same. No, but then, but then, but then, my rational side comes yeah. out and goes, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like literally, like, "What the fuck?" And then Isn't it's it? like almost like the.
1: So like when you're holding a baby, it's like I could drop this baby right now and kill it, but you wouldn't. Oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not fucking
0: trusting you if I have a kid. No. <laughs> Like when you're
1: on a belly you like
0: your mind sometimes like I would no, never I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no I get you and it's just like and like <laughs> like you wouldn't you wouldn't do never it but act on it. You wouldn't do it but like everyone has and Impressive if you've dogs. listened I don't know if you've um ever read the chimp paradox Oh
1: uh, yeah, I haven't read it but my brother-in-law did
0: and he was literally it's fucking great and it it do you know what you it really realize... helps me to accept myself a bit yeah. better like yeah. feel a bit normal because like i do sometimes have these faults and i'm like what the f-? like i literally i'm just like what the actual fuck i used
1: to think that i was a murderer <gasps> and like, or, or a
0: psychopath and i'm just literally like but then so you've got obviously like your you've got your you've got your chimp um which is like the irrational emotional side of your brain which is normally um very impulsive and and not rational mm. then you've got the human which is the who you are rational yeah that who you are like the mm. rational like you, person you are um and then you've got the computer which is like things that you've like information that you've learned and things that you've stored in your brain oh, so like the human will access things normally from the computer like in, in your brain so,
1: so built into yeah like what's the word Website? Not website. Browser? No, not
0: browser. What's the word I've got so many for? bloody tabs up in my brain. Me too. I <laughs> lie in bed and it's like... So everyone's got those, you know, irrational thoughts in their brain and it's how you manage those thoughts. So, mm. you know, it's okay to, like, acknowledge them mm. and then rationalize them and then just accept it you know um apparently your chimp brain so the irrational brain is most active later on at night Uh. so i don't know about you but like i can sometimes be a little bit more I overthink sometimes a little bit more in the evening Mm. I don't know if you've ever had it where you you're laying in bed and you're overthinking and you're thinking about something and you might be worrying about something and Mm. you're like oh like all these thoughts are ruminating in your head Mm. and you like go to sleep and then the next morning you don't even think about it or you haven't even thought about it
1: yeah yeah that happens quite a lot to be fair like I've been (laughs) my I feel like when I'm in bed I always think about who I've replied to and who I haven't replied to and like It can be, like, three months ago where someone's messaged me and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't messaged that person. They're going to be lying in bed right now thinking I'm a nasty person. Mm. And then I start thinking about it and worrying. And then I reply and then it's, like, so irrelevant and they don't care. Like, but I'll think about it at night. That's so weird that you say that because like you feel so weird when you're sat there thinking about stupid things that like you haven't replied
0: to Rebecca from Year Seven in like four years. And you're like, I think oh, she'll be like, okay, yeah, I, I think, think... she's alright. I don't think she's losing sleep at night about no. your reply. No exactly. So not that like... you're, you're fucking amazing, but I don't think <laughs> she really cares that much. I know. Like I think that I'm not important that they're going to be
1: losing sleep over mm. me not replying. No, but
0: I do that sometimes. I'll I'll literally just you know something will trigger my memory about something and it will, it will just pop up in my head and I'll go, fuck, I haven't done that. And then mm. I'll literally just be like, oh my god, and then it will trigger another thing in my brain and then I'll have, like, before you know it, a to-do list accumulating in my head. And then I'll forget the to-do lists <laughs> within about ten minutes' time. <laughs> <That's> so... Honestly, <laughs> like, you are literally the same as me. We actually are the same yeah, person, we are aren't same we? Person. We actually are Is there anything that you would say to anybody right now who is maybe going through grief or maybe gone through something really traumatic and is struggling to come to terms and accepting it is there anything that you would say to those people i would
1: say use your resources that you've got use your family use your friends use your partner or if you don't have a partner again just use the people that are closest to you there is a strength in speaking um your truth and there's a a strength in in allowing yourself to feel whatever you're feeling right now um grief and trauma it doesn't go away um but it becomes I wouldn't. I'm not going to say the word easier because that's not necessarily true. But you learn and you acknowledge the different feelings that come with it, and you um, you learn how to process and how to deal with it along your like within your journey. No matter how soon that is, it could be a year, it could be two years, three years, four years. It doesn't have a time limit with grief. Like you can feel however you want to feel, but the resources, the people around you, the podcasts, the, I don't know, docu- whatever you enjoy doing, just, just enjoy and what you love doing the, the most, and like, don't feel that sense of guilt, don't feel guilty for going out for a drink with your friends, that does not mean that you don't love the person that's passed any less, it just means that you are looking after yourself. And still allowing you as a person to have a life. And grief is a feeling of love, not sadness. It's a feeling of love but with nowhere to go and nowhere to give it to. And you don't know what to do with all that love. So that's how I kind of look at grief. is It's the feeling of love but with nowhere to go and no one to give it to. And that's like... It's a lovely thing to think about because... It's love that you're feeling. It's not sadness. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of... That's what I'd say. Um, and just speak and talk and journal. Just get it out however where you need to. Just get it out and then you can progress.
0: I think that's a really powerful and strong message to end on so thank you so much for sharing that and thank you so much for your time on today's Mm, podcast thank you
1: for having me i've
0: loved it where can our listeners find you on instagram and tiktok
1: um so you can find me on instagram um so social sorted underscore and the same on tiktok um and if you want to follow my personal account and that's charlotte craig with an extra G on the under Craig, and then same for TikTok, Charlotte Craig, but with an extra three Gs and an underscore.
0: Head over to Char's socials and go give her a follow. But thank you so much again for listening, and thank you so much, Charlotte.
1: Thank you.